Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time gets down! The Lightning win the Stanley Cup! Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello, and welcome back to Play the Bay. I'm Kaylee Chikoski, and I'm here with Evan Chip and James Ludeman, special guests tonight. I have a feeling tonight's episode is going to get very, very interesting. You scared him off. You just left. I know. I thought it was going to get interesting. He's like, nope, I'm out. Um, But how are you guys tonight? Evan, we'll we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm quite all right, uh, Kaylee. (laughs) Uh, unlike um, the other person on this show, I'm I'm great. It's uh, hey, my vac- excited about a Bucks win. Can you? Well, not? It's the first day. Uh, my my vacation officially starts now. I'm gonna be off for two weeks, so oh, nice. I don't have to worry about work, rolling out of my bed, and <laughs> just walking five feet away. I can just sleep in and not do anything for two weeks. I'm so happy about it. And uh, yeah, I can get drunk and I'll do all kinds of craziness. Kind of like uh, somebody else I know on this show. Uh, James, welcome, buddy. Looking at you, Chip. Yeah, we all looked at Chip and Chip was like, James. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm at work. I can't be drunk here. So I, you know, it is what it is. I can't be Somebody drunk. said the D word. I had a great time. I got a new job opportunity. I'm, you know, I'm celebrating a little bit. That's okay. Chip is celebrating. I did meet him out for lunch today, and uh, I yeah. thought I thought he was going to leave with like the same time I did. I left around twelve thirty, one o'clock, and I thought I actually thought you were right behind me, like leaving, and then you stayed, and then I get a call from him, and he's like having a good time. That's all I gotta say. He's having hey, a good time. Celebratory, you know, <laughs> celebratory. Hey, twenty twenty is the time to appreciate what you have. And enjoy what you have around you. So I took full advantage of that today. Yes, you did. That's and fair. Yeah. That's fair. Welcome, <laughs> yes, welcome I did. To play, welcome so, to play the No day anger later. in the dojo. I'm good. <laughs> no anger in the dojo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've missed all of you. <laughs> how, how you been, James? It's been a long time, man. Uh, it's been good, man. It's been busy. It's been good. It's good to be back, well, here with you for the first time, but not – the first time it, it's weird everything looks different everything's more blue around here i don't know yeah but, I, I, it's, it's a color of the day you know <laughs> yeah read the last show and now it's blue for this one whatever there you go well hey you guys are doing a phenomenal job i've been watching and and uh it's good to be here with you thanks for letting me come hang out for a few minutes it's nice what do you think about uh the bucks man the latest uh victory against the vikings this sunday man i think we owe uh I think we owe uh, uh, the Vikings kicker as much alcohol as he wants for the next ten years. Uh, I, I'm t- I'm t- I've never I don't think I've ever seen uh, really well. I can't say ever because the Bucks do used to do that stuff all the time. Uh, miss twenty field goals a game uh, in clutch situations or whatever. But you know, credit to credit to Tampa. They they hung in there. They did what they had to do and. And they beat a team that, on paper, they were better than. They beat a team uh, really talent-wise outside of Dalvin Cook, uh, who just ran nuts because that's what Dalvin Cook does. Um, but I, I think they did exactly what they were supposed to do. These last four games, as you guys have talked about, uh, are crucial. I, I think the Bucks can't afford a loss. And you got two, you know, you got two games now against Atlanta, and you got one more game against Detroit, who's not very good either. Uh, I think it's very, very easy. The Bucks could go eleven and five and, and get into the postseason, and and, it, and it's anybody's game from there. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I've never said that, um, but but I will say that an eleven and five team led by Tom Brady in the playoffs is a lot better than none. I think Dan Bailey won uh, 
offensive player or defensive player this of this week, I think it was, because <laughs> of his missed kicks. Uh, so, yeah, I congratulate him. Congratulate him a lot. You know, thank you, Dan Bailey. Uh, he's he's definitely got the yips. So uh, I'm bring back in there. There's Chip. How you doing? There we Chip? go. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna take Kaylee out because it looks like Kaylee's uh, Wi-Fi stuck again. So, um, <clears throat> so you know, going over this game, uh, James, I want I want your opinion on the first half because the first half they looked they they looked sluggish. They looked really kind of like the the way the Bucks have been. You know, the past all season long they just kind of start off slow they look like they're just all over the place offense looked kind of clueless defense was just getting burned by Dalvin Cook I want your thoughts on, on this team going forward to how how they can really because we wanted them to start fast against the Minnesota Vikings that's I think that's the main expectation of what we wanted this team to do but they didn't do that so going forward what does this team have to do in the first first half Obviously, they pick it up. Whatever they do in the in the halftime, they they make the adjustments and they go in the second half and then and you know they explode. But first half is just every single game. It just seems to be like this. What what are your thoughts on on the first half bucks compared to the second half bucks? It's very difficult for me because I look at this team and the talent level that they have, and you guys have talked about it. We've all talked about it. I mean, this team on paper is uh, one of the best in the league. I mean, and they they've had one signature win to show for it, and a lot of the reason for that is because they of how slow they start. I think the problem with the Bucks is that they get into these holes. You know, when you're down, even by seven, when you're down in a game, uh, it, it changes your whole mindset. You know, these in-game adjustments uh, that have to be made are, are very difficult. And so I think the problem with the Bucks is that they've started just about every game with the – and, and even in the Green Bay game where they dominated, they started letting the other team score first or score a couple first – and they've had to play catch-up, which has changed their whole offensive play. But you saw when you stay committed to the running game, when you stay committed to getting the ball – this was the problem with Jameis Winston too. Jameis, for as good as he was, had no business throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. There, yep. There's no way you can do that. Tom's the same way. Tom is going to make the throws. Uh, we saw it to Scotty Miller. It was a bomb. I mean, just an absolute dime. I mean – I. You, you haven't seen a lot of that from Tom this year, and it's and I don't think it's a lack of trying, obviously. It's just a lack of new system, new players, trying to get used to stuff. But it but it all boils down to what you said, Bushman, about starting slowly is, is changing their whole mindset. Uh, so if you have a team come in and you get Ronald Jones working early, who's been fantastic this year, uh, every bit as good as we all hoped he would be, uh, but you've seen the games where the run game has not been as, as prevalent is the games where the Bucks have not looked as good offensively. And right. so I think, I think because they start in these holes, uh, they I'm pretty sure, and I'm not looking at it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure in every game this season they've been down. In every game. they I don't think they started with a lead in any of these games, except for maybe the first week against the Saints. Yeah, because yeah. when Tom Brady scored that touchdown. Right. Yeah. 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 But I, think, that was yeah it. I think you're right. It just seems to me like – Every single week, like their game, like we've talked about this before, like, you know, whatever they, whoever's calling the place for, for the offenses, I, I hope they figured it out in the bye week. Cause it looks like they did in the second half of the game. The first half they didn't, it just seemed it was just looks like confusion again on the offensive side for the first side. And, you know, Tom Brady missed a few throws, like wide open, like Gronk was open, wide open. And that was a textbook. In the first half. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a textbook New England Patriots play they used to do back in New England. And Tom Brady overthrows Gronk. It's like, you know, you guys need to learn from your mistakes. And it's it's week 14. Like, learn from your mistakes that quit th- trying to throw the deep balls. Try to quit trying to be flashy. You know, obviously this, to be this Bucks offense is kind of vanilla. But it's almost vanilla in a good way because we've seen that in the second half of how it gets turned up and they score a lot of points. But when when the first half opens up, it's like they're flat. It's like, what are we doing here again? You know, it's and it's just like we always have to depend on the second half Buccaneers. And that's what concerns me going forward. Like last three games are are definitely winnable. I mean, you got Detroit and then you got Atlanta twice. No offense, Chip. None taken. But well, you know what it seems like, dude? What I think? It seems like they're riding on talent still. Like on paper, and James, you alluded to it, dude, this is a great football team when you look at it. But it's almost like that first half, and El Bushman, we talked about it. Dude, I wanted them to start fast. And the reason why that first half was ended the way it was, the Vikings, Dan Bailey, I mean, like you said earlier, dude, give him the MVP. 
he took all the air out of the sails of the Vikings. Dalvin Cook was able to get out and I think get 75, 78 yards, uh, you know, and exceed the Bucks total for total rushing. And it just kind of looked like to me that they were waiting for the game to come to them, which this is not the offense. The Buccaneers offense can't do that. It seems like they want to, they're trial by fire. They learn when everything's burning around them and then they make plays, which you can't do that as an organization, especially going into the playoffs. I just don't think, even though you have Tom Brady, this is not trial by fire and you learn when the whole house is burning down around you. You have too much talent to do that. So you just, you got to get out faster. I think that the first half, that's what I thought. That first drive going into the second half was magical. Right. That was exactly what I wanted and what I saw from that team. That's how they should run right there. Stamp I, it, duplicate that, print it. I love the fact I love the fact that, you know, now you're putting Scotty Miller back into the offensive schemes because yeah. you know, they were relying on Antonio Brown to be the Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers days, where it's, he's not he's not that anymore. Like Scotty Miller is 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 that guy. He's that slot guy that you want. And it, and it showed like that should have been that should have been happening the past that should have been happening all the way up to now like that's that should have been happening you know instead of just okay we're gonna go to Antonio Brown see how it goes and then maybe we'll go back to to Scooter and like having Scotty Miller back in there I think breathes a, a nice breath of fresh air into that offense because now defenses really don't know how to cover him and that's why he was able to score and have a good day I think going forward you just got to keep whatever they did. This game is what the formula should be going forward for the offensive side. Yeah. Now, defense, defense kind of scared me because Dalvin Cook looked good. He was running all over the place. You know, for the Buccaneers having a, a great run defense, a top five run defense, Dalvin Cook was just torching them, like covering well, them I mean, up. That's like, a, you're talking about a top running back in the NFL. So, I mean, you're not going to see those types of guys going forward. But with the exception of maybe Alvin Kamara, that Dalvin Cook's yeah. probably the best running back they're going to face all year. I yeah. mean, that's. That I mean, he's he's a, a once in a generation type talent in my opinion. I yep. said it last year. I, I'll say it again. And he showed it Sunday. He showed it all year. I mean, he's the leading rusher in this league for a reason. It's not because defenses aren't good, and it's not like the Bucks didn't try to stop him. But he just makes so many moves that it's impossible to cut. Yep. All you can try to do is contain. You you're not going to stop Dalvin. There, there's just no way around it. But if you can contain him which is what I thought the Bucks didn't do as well with at times. There were times when they had him behind the line and they just missed a tackle. I mean, they, they, yep. you, you can't do that against a, a team like this. And, and again, I understand that Bailey missed his kicks and, and it just went our way for once. It, it, it doesn't always go your way, but when it does, you've got to take advantage. And I thought the Bucks did a good job of that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, with, with that helping them out really kind of set the tone going forward. It's like, okay, They've got a, a kicker now that's got the yips, and then whenever they they line up for a field goal, we're gonna have a missed one too. So I think that that helped them a lot because I think this game was like most one of the most critical games of the season because if they lost this, you drop down to seven and six, uh, yeah, seven and six, and then you're you're kind of scratching at the the guys clawing at you for that last playoff spot because you drop down to to the number seven seed, and then like okay, now you've got to really fight your way back you're up. In a mess, dude. Yeah, you're in a, a mess of trouble if you, yeah. if you lose this game. So this this one was kind of that getting well, over you know, that. Home the only home team home. you're going to play that you're not going to have to worry about that. The Bucks are going to face two out of the next three weeks, and that's Atlanta. You could fall behind to Atlanta, but every team that they've done that to has beaten them. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to have to worry about being in a hole. But, again, you don't want to put yourself in that position to do so. Uh, you just want you want to come out and do what you're supposed to do and win the games. But I, I think it's, again, scheduling. you got a rough middle stretch of games, and we talked about that before. Rough middle stretch, but now you got the home quarter. And I think this is the Bucks 11-5 and record to lose at this point. They could win every single one of these games moving forward. We were both 11-5 and at the beginning of the season, weren't we? I actually was ten and six for somebody, who, for somebody who loves the Bucks as much as I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I tampered, my, and everybody makes fun of me. They're like, "Oh, he's a homer," you know, Taylor the troll, whatever. Meanie head. I never once said they were going to the Super Bowl, guys. I never once said that, and I never will because I think the team is still missing some defensive pieces, as we've seen, to make them yeah. better. They're going to have to address that stuff next season. 
but but Bushman, I was ten and six. I, I was I said ten and six in a wild card, and I okay. think right now I'm looking pretty in that. I said eleven and five and the wild card. That's what I said at the beginning of the season. So if I would have said anything, and I wasn't in Atlanta, I would have said probably ten and six. Okay. Just due to the NFC South, and you know, to be honest, I think the Falcons, and now they've shown some chinks. The Falcons always play better in the the last quarter of the season. Usually they're fighting for a coach or they find some sort of reason to hang on. And if you're a divisional opponent, they know you better almost than you know yourself. Now with Taysom Hill, obviously, and then also outside of that, with Tom Brady changing divisions, there's a couple nuances and new things now that are in the NFC South. But I think the Falcons will be ready this time when the Bucs do, you know, when they come. And I think they'll be a little bit more prepared. I love James. He's already la- he's already laughing at me. This guy. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at the fact that you think the Falcons are even remotely going to compete. Oh no! In this I said so prepared. I didn't say to win. I said prepared. <laughs> Chip, do you think right. the Falcons will be prepared like we are in the morning using our geology uh, face skincare? products which if you go to their website geology.com and enter in the code caffeine you'll get 30 percent off your next order do you think um, like i that? think that the falcons are in a great spot to learn their uh holes in their defense which they'll find a lot with mike evans and godwin and gronk and um i think that you know really like james alluded to this is really the Buccaneers' time to seize, take on to their own and seize what they need to do, and they have to prove a point. And the first half of this game against Minnesota, I was scared. I was sitting there going, they're not taking the breaks. They're not doing what they need to do. But that first drive after halftime, stamp it, that's who the Buccaneers are, and they need to replicate that over and over again. I agree. Yeah. I we're gonna you. we're gonna switch gears before our guest come on, guest comes on, Mr. Jason Curtis from from Bucks Nation. Uh, it's almost Christmas time, and we all yeah. like Christmas movies. I I for one love Christmas movies. Uh, we're gonna have debate time. Let's let's state your case about uh, the best Christmas movie. Let's go. Let's go around the horn. Best Christmas movie. Wow, man! Wow. I gotta tell you, for me right now. I don't think it's Christmas until I watch Christmas Vacation at least once. And it has to be after the first week of December. Like, I have to at least get clear. Thanksgiving, that's too soon. It's way too soon. So give me the first week of December to get out of that. But Christmas Vacation really signifies for me the point to start enjoying the winter holidays and getting into the holiday spirit. Just me. Christmas vacation. I like it. Yeah, that's what starts it for me. Now, Christmas story, closer to Christmas, that's what kind of gets me going. But I'll leave leave movies on the table for you guys, so I won't take any more. I'm kind of put off with with a Christmas story because they played so so many times on TBS – it, I'm I'm desensitized by by a Christmas story. I've seen it so many times. It's on that 24 hour loop on TBS. It's like there's so many times I can I can hear you'll shoot your eye out, man. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I don't know, James. What do you What do you think? What's your What's your all time favorite Christmas movie? It, it's hard. This This is such a, a loaded question because I have a tradition in my house with my daughter who's nine. Uh, a few years ago, that we started that every Christmas Eve we watched the Santa Claus. That that's something that we Tim Allen, did. good one. Tim, Tim Allen, Allen, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but I got five words for you as far as what I believe is is the best Christmas movie, and that is "Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal." There uh, you go. Home Whoa. Alone two, to Home Alone two. The deuce. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. no. Home yes. Alone two sucks because it's no. in New York. It's a retread, a remake of the first one. That's <laughs> no, why it sucks so bad. No, Home Alone two sucks. Oh no, you're wrong. No, I'm not really? wrong because Home Alone two is just a remake, and they even said it themselves. Even the director of the movie himself said it's just a remake of the first one. Listen, it's a cash grab of a movie. Home Alone two sucks. No, the hotel staff, Rob Schneider. Yes, uh, the other guy who good like, cameos. Yes, like, like uh, he's like about great cameos, like Donald Trump. I think you got to come this way. 
to to Trump Plaza, you don't want to stay here. That's right. No, it's the only way though is because Home Alone One paved the way for those cameos, though. So I kind of I'm in the I understand where James is coming from. The New York, the room service, the car service, your own cheese pizza, limo. I mean, I feel you. Yeah, Evan, and you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> it's okay. So instead of the grocery store where he shoplifts, it's a it's a toy store. Okay, he didn't the shoplift. The old the old man is replaced with the old woman with the pigeons, and she's hey. scary. Ooh, and then there's hijinks in a, in another house. No, it, no, it sucks. It's it's just wow. a remake of the first movie. I don't know. I'm kind of I like the original, but I understand the cameo and the 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 value you get. All right, Jay, well, easy. Me, Jay Buck is easy. Home yeah, Alone's not trash. Just slow, so let me, slow let your me roll. tell you a fun fact about Home Alone 1 and 2, by the way. You know the, the movie where they say, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Well, the movie in the movie is called Angels with Filthy Souls. Oh, yes. Yes. And then the second one is Angels with Filthier Souls. souls. Uh, that movie is actually not real at all. That's no, very fake. Cool. It's, it's a fake is, movie. It is a fake movie. One of the all-time fake movies, which uh, I agree. A real on Google for that right now. I will say Home Alone has the edge in the first one, though, because the 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 pizza guy coming yeah. to the door, yes, in that whole part, and he's like, "Well, you got to pay for your pizza, sir." And it's like that's every pizza Is guy. That a fact? How much do I owe you? Yeah, ten <laughs> percent. Keep the change if you my see my. I, I've got a couple. I've got, of course, Die Hard. Because I love action movies and it's not a Christmas. Ah, you're one of those it's guys. A, huh? Whoa, whoa! Did you say Die Hard's not a Christmas it's movie? Not it's a Christmas set during movie. Christmas time. It's a Christmas. traditionalist. Easy pilgrim. And then Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Oh, wow. It's set during, during Christmas. I wear Santa suits, and that's a reach, dude. I'm a okay. holiday just jinxer. That's a reach. That's a reach. I, I will say this though. Uh, I'm agreeing with Jay. Uh, Bad Santa is a great. Christmas movie. Ah, yes. okay. You got a drunk Billy Bob Thornton being Santa, like doing all kinds of crazy hijinks with his little person friend robbing a, a store, and then he's all drunk. It's a, it's my kind of Christmas movie. It's That's, a 2020 Christmas it's a, movie. It's a 2020. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's jingle, a great yeah, yeah jingle all the way. That's a good one. Jay just commented. There you on. go. Get yeah, to the chopper. Give me the uh, what was the name of the. He goes, uh, right he goes, who told you to keep my cookies? Like, that's, <laughs> I die every time I, I hear that part. Every time I hear that line, I die. You know, I've never seen that movie. I've never seen Oh, my gosh, that. you got to. It's really good. It's really good. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Holiday Hijinks. I can't combine <laughs> both of them. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I it, get it, Predator, and that's what I get from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anything else is just not happening. Get to the chopper. Get Santa to the Claus. Chopper. Get to the chopper. Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> Get down. All right. Getting back uh, to the Bucks. Um, going forward, I'm scared. You're scared. See, I'm favorable you know, schedule, but I want the ability to execute. And the first half gives me the freaking willies, dude. You can't do that in playoff football. You can't do that. Well, if you get into the playoffs, you can have a half off. Bucks the first half and be like, "Hey, I'm going to go drink eggnog and hug Santa." You know, sit on his lap. Can't do that. We only got lucky because we spent all our wishes on Dan Bailey getting a lump of coal, dude. It's done. Listen, that's our wish. Sometimes in the NFL, things. Listen, I feel like the Bucks were owed this game with Dan Bailey. Yeah, because you, they've had so many more kicking. Yeah, you have to. Roberto Aguayo. Uh, who name whoever you want since Chandler, Canizario, uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, you have to have good football karma. I don't know if the Bucks are in good karma land. If I that's it, we, we just in our karma right there. We just blew our load in karma. Whatever uh, karma that whatever karma that they had, I think uh, they got some karma back because of the kicking woes. So that's okay with me. Dude, and, I hope so. If it, it was the price to pay, for, I'm sorry, Dan Bailey. I'm sure you probably are not going to have a job. But if he it's the price, not. if it's the price to pay, then I'm sorry, but that's just the way the game of football works. It's just the way it has to be. And and whatever you do, if you're a Vikings fan and you just happen to stumble on this, do not, do not, do not, do not draft a kicker in the second round. Don't do no. it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> it's a trap. Don't. It's a trap, man. It's very bad. 
<laughs> very, very bad. Very, very bad. So we've got Atlanta coming up. I mean, Atlanta's just – they could play spoiler, but they're just – I'm sorry, Chip, they're a dumpster fire right now. No, buddy. You can't get near Atlanta. Do you know why? They have the tools, and they actually have talent offensively. But it's the execution that's not there. But, now, that's true, but when you play a divisional opponent – they usually, and like I said earlier, this is a different, this is a little bit different with Tom Brady obviously being there. But the Falcons have a pretty good read on who the Bucs are as a team. Obviously, Tom Brady minus, but they've seen Tom Brady. So don't divisional games, and we all know this from picking football games these past 15 weeks, you can't let your guard down. If there's a team, we call them trap games, and we've all seen them. This is a divisional opponent who knows you and knows the team that you bring and knows what you bring to the table. So you have to be, I think, almost more astute, more on edge, more ready to execute than what you need to be normally. Chip, can I ask you a question real quick? Please. Uh, uh, so living in Tuscaloosa, we're only three hours from Alabama, so we talk a lot of Falcons and Braves and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Please explain to me why Julio Jones cannot get in the end zone. I, I have never been more baffled <laughs> by a wide receiver that does not – who's the Julio Jones, a Hall of Famer, period. There's yeah. no arguing that. But this dude does not get touchdowns ever. Matt Ryan doesn't Why? like him. Matt Ryan doesn't like throwing touchdowns. He likes throwing I think him. that he very he rarely now in his, in his old age – Ridley. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get as much separation as he used to. So I think that the looks are going somewhere else for those longer touchdowns to Ridley. And maybe, I mean, Hayden Hurst hasn't really done what I thought he would do. I thought he'd be a lot bigger tool. But um, I think that what their plan or what their scheme is, and I think it's miss offensively they're misused as an entire team. But we won't even dive into that. But I think that um, – Julio has one or two more years, and then I think he's probably going to fade into the sunset. So I wish he was more of a game plan, but he's just not, unfortunately, uh, at his age and where he is. So You know, but going back to the, the kicking thing, you know, the yeah. Bucs did get hit with a COVID bug with their kicker, their special teams and kickers. Like Ryan Suckup, yeah. Bradley Pinion, and Zach uh, Triner are all on the reserve COVID list right now. So wow. Uh, Roberto Aguayo might be getting a job pretty soon. Oh, uh, nope, nope. Guess I'm running down to Ray J. Got my kicking leg stretched out. I've got, I, I've got, go. I, I stretched out. I, you know, I used to play soccer, so I'm a soccer style kicker, uh, ah. like, like, like Ray Finkel. Uh, so <laughs> I, I may have to do a tryout with Finkel, the Bucks. Einhorn, Einhorn, Finkel, Einhorn, Finkel. Finkel's so, a man. So we're going to bring in our guest. Uh, he is the host and producer uh, of the Commissioner's Corner Fantasy Football Show and also the co-host of the North and South Podcast, both available on the Bucks Nation Podcast channel. Please welcome to the show, Jason Curtis. What's up, Jason? How are you doing, man? Jason, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. So, you know, we were talking before about this past weekend's victory over the Vikings, how – uh, the Buccaneers offense kind of really started slow yet again, and then turned things up in the second half. And I wanted your opinion about, you know, this Bucks offense, which, you know, has really had trouble finding still their identity. You know, what, what were your thoughts on the first half of this game on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, we said that it was absolutely critical to find the blend between the pass and the rush and get the rush attack back in action. I feel like they did that. The way they started off with Rojo was phenomenal. Um, I actually like the complimentary play with Shady uh, getting involved there. It just wasn't consistent enough for me, especially in the second half when you didn't need to belt it down the field 20, 30 yards. And I feel like Brady was just consistently, constantly looking down the field first more than just doing his checkdowns and doing that run, hitting Rojo in the flat or, uh, you know, or just running it. You know, I mean, he's a downhill runner give Rojo the rock and let him tote it. I mean, he absolutely could have run it up over a hundred. I was giving him 120 yards on the game, honestly. And he absolutely could have done that. I think their identity is a little misconstrued right now. I think they want to be a deep ball, uh, you know, hail Mary type of type of offense. Um, Bottom line is that the identity to this team is on the defensive side of the ball. They need some improvements on the secondary, but that's the true identity to this team. 
having Tom Brady, I think it's natural to assume you've got the goat, man. You've right. got the best to do it of all time. You know, why aren't you able to produce what the expectation is? And as you heard Arian say, you know, they tried to give us the Lombardi to, you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and then he comes out to after the game. You know, we can do any damn thing we want. Any so damn like, thing we what? want. <laughs> you should have been doing that. You should have been doing that all season long instead of like now. Like it, it just frustrates me. With you know, we've said this on the show many times where it this team is has a fantasy football roster, but they've almost been playing like a mediocre type team. Like they they are an okay team in the NFC. Like you're just now figuring it out. Like you have all the weapons in the world and you're just now figuring it out. It frustrates, frustrates me the most is now you've got three games less, three games left against winnable opponents. And then you're going into the playoffs. Uh, why, why are you just now starting your identity about doing anything you can, you can do now? It's like, a it's scary just, statement. Honestly, yeah. it's a yeah. scary statement. And Evan and I, Evan uh, winner and I on the North and South podcast, we even talked about how scary that actually that statement is. And I played that clip back on our instant reactions and, it just seems like, you know, any damn thing we want. And it's it's almost very cocky. Yeah. You know, yeah. a little too cocky that you're kind of like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you're 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 a good coach. I have no doubt. I'm not questioning you. I question Leftwich. And I've actually started questioning Todd Bowles, believe it or not. Um, but I've definitely been questioning Byron Leftwich throughout the year. I'm not questioning Arians, not questioning the GOAT, not questioning the players. They've got the skill. I, I don't like that statement, to be honest with you. I, I don't think we're quite there. Right. We're not 12 and we're not 12 and we're not 12 and one. I I would say make that statement when you're going to win the NFC South and you're, you know, maybe going to be about to be 12 and four. Don't say it now when you're the the fifth seed and and you think you're you've got it all figured out right now, which, you know, you've been up and down all season long. Don't make that statement because that's going to bite you in the ass if you lose the last three games of the season and then don't make the playoffs at all. So, Jason, I wanted to ask real quick, you know, Evan and I were talking earlier and it just seemed like when they first came out, Tom Brady was still missing and overthrowing routes. And I mean, there were still some inconsistencies when it came to the flow of the offense. And it seemed like that first half, like we wanted to start fast. Like, I think that Tampa is very much an offense that once they get going, I think they get momentum and they get into a flow of the game. And we saw that the first drive of the second half, like stamp that team. That's the team that I want. But right. what right. do you think happened in those first couple of uh, drives where Tom Brady was airmailing? I mean, he overthrew a couple overthrew of slants or ends. I mean, what do you think that was? He didn't even overthrow Godwin. He clearly missed yeah. him. <laughs> <The> clear miss. <laughs> it was an airmail. Yeah, I was blown away. This is a wide open Chris Godwin. Yeah. You would have given it to him. I don't know if you saw from the back view, actually, Chris got that's uh that db on the right hand see, uh seam actually cut in yeah godwin would have been gone for six my friend and it looked like two yeah. godwin looked back and was like what the fuck like like seriously even gronk did that gronk was was wide open and gronk's like i think that's what scares me the most is that this is a team that you, once you get into the playoffs or you you get in either as a as a, a fifth seed or a seventh seed or wherever you make your bones you can't take a half off. I mean, there's no. not there's not going to be time to do that. So I just I wanted we the, saw that the during the Kansas worry. City game. We saw that during the Kansas City game because yeah. you, you saw them get absolutely torched. Yeah, by Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill all in the first half. Oh, then we're going to play in the second half. Huge yeah. biggest problem. Biggest problem on that team right now is just not starting or doing anything within the first two quarters. See, and for a good football team, there's no – you don't have the ability to ramp. You have to do it the entire game, and that's what these – that's why finding your identity and what you said, Jason and Al Bushman, what we talked about is that you can't lack identity in week 15. I mean, we've already been there. We've done that. We've got the yeah. signed checks. We know who you're facing, so you got to pick it up. That's what I want to see personally. 100%. Yeah. Jason, uh, hey, it's James. How you doing? Sorry. I, I got hey, James. There. Um, hey, so I wanted to ask you just a second about what is what do you think of men, the mentality of this team is right now as a whole? I mean, you got these last four games. They've won one of them. They got to do their job the next three games. All three, as we've talked about before you came on, are winnable, obviously. So what do you think the mentality is at the last quarter of the season, especially having a guy who's 
you know, Tom Brady is who he is, who's done this before and been in this position before. Yeah, I mean, we just said it on our show actually just a couple days ago uh, on Bucks Nation that they are not playing with a week-to-week mentality. Not once have I heard any of these players say it's all about this week. Our record is zero to zero. It's all it's week one to us all over again. Like you hear that mentality from winning teams from from those very successful teams, and that is a very good. I mean, as as you know, as uh, I guess as standard as it is it's still a very good belief system to have. And I haven't really seen that, unfortunately. And that's that's my problem, is that I have not seen that, comp, you know, instead it's, we're going to do any damn thing we want. You're a little <laughs> cockier than you really need to be right at this point. You are not focusing on the upcoming week. Too many times have we seen them look ahead. Look at when they lost against the Bears, they were already looking forward to the Packers. Now we thought, right, They we thought that, you know, when they played the Giants, we thought that they were already looking ahead to, uh, the saints right and that's why that ugly win uh but you know what uh, obviously during that game they didn't do very well either so i mean they're always looking ahead i don't like how they're cock they're a little too cocky and they're not looking week to week they need to focus on week 15 atlanta falcons one of two this week in atlanta that's what they need to be focusing on yeah we had ryan jensen's dad on the show a couple weeks ago and then he he brought up a, he had a, he had a great quote he's like yeah. You're not trying to go four and zero. You're trying to go one and zero each each week for the next four weeks. And That's it. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up too because they're they're getting they're getting way too cocky. It seems like you know Arians coming out and saying that it's just like I'm I'm puffing out my chest. We're coming for the NFC South title, but it's like, show me more, man. Don't be inconsistent every single week because that's that's what you've been doing. Like obviously yeah. you've you've lost against you've lost against good teams. Let's let's take the bears out of that equation. Some top tier teams yeah, minus you, the bears you've, you've, and, yeah, yeah minus the bears you've you've lost against you know good teams but like now you're you, you beat the vikings you should be you should mop the floor even more than 26 points against the vikings so don't puff out your chest just yet i mean you've got to win the next three games and get into the playoffs i i want i want your thoughts jason about the next three games i mean are we going to see the second half bucks we saw against the vikings or are we just going to see more consistency against these three teams Well, they're going to play to their strengths, right? Atlanta has a very, very, very weak secondary. If anything, they have a lot weaker secondary than we do. I think Mike Evans could absolutely have a big field day. Brady's going to be looking deep. Where's he Huh? Where's Mike Evans been at? Yeah, you know, he's been (laughs) sprinkled in there. Not Listen, last week, just dismissed last week. I mean, uh, I just got done recording this, this week's episode for Commissioner's Corner, and we were just reviewing what the wide receivers have done. They didn't do shit. And do anything. Nobody broke 10 fantasy points this game, this week. None of them. Right. And look at the reduction in snaps that that Antonio Brown got. He only got 25 snaps on the day. Uh, and again, getting Scotty Miller back involved was obviously pretty critical. Yes. Uh, he only yeah. got the one grab for the one touchdown, but it was really pretty to see yep. when those happen. It's like, hey, that's awesome. But honestly, that could have very easily not have happened. And then what are you doing? You're being super. We all are. In the media, we are being critical of Tom Brady at that moment, right? Luckily, that went in his favor. Atlanta, <laughs> four and nine, weak secondary. No Julio Jones. I don't suspect Julio will be back for the rest of the season. There's no reason to play him Shut with him that down. lingering hamstring injury. Keep him healthy for next season. Ridley's yep. doing a phenomenal job. Ridley is doing a phenomenal job, and the secondary actually did a very good job shutting down Justin Jefferson. Last Speaking week. of Mike Evans, I want to say thank you for uh, for James uh, for Nick Chubb because I traded Mike Evans to James for Nick Chubb. Thank you, thank you, sir. Listen, there was a couple of weeks. Everybody in fan stream sports made fun of me when I drafted. Everybody, <laughs> a homer. Jason, the Jason, he was such a homer. Tom Brady, Mike the Evans. Um, OJ Howard, like he was a I made the playoffs. Did you <laughs> made the playoffs. That's all hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on a second. Did you make the playoffs? <laughs> I did. I'm the sixth seed at seven and seven, baby. Like, <laughs> so you, barely, you barely made the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Barely. You're in the dance. That's all you need to do. You're dancing. Well, Jason, that's that's a good point. That that brings me to a question I want to ask you, Jason. So uh, as funny as that is, this is actually a perfect segue to this question. So let's say the Bucks. Do what they're supposed to do. They get it done at eleven and five. Obviously, they're not going to have the first round by, of course, because everything's changed this year. Uh, I didn't think they were going to get a first round by anyway. Chances are they're they're obviously going to have to go on the road for the first game, regardless of what happens. 
So when you get to the dance, are you more confident because of who you have as far as it, it's one and done? Because, again, we've talked about having one and oh, one and oh, you know, one and oh games and things like that. But this team is still I mean, it, it, it's still very good. And at times has been so good that you think they could compete in the NFC. I'm not going to say they're going to win it all because I'm not a complete you know, weirdo. Uh, but <laughs> but I think if, you, if you get Tom Brady to the dance, there's a there's there's that's what he needs. There's yeah. a chance, just a shot. I, okay, let's get through the wild card. Let's get through the wild card. <laughs> Honestly, man, uh, there's a very good chance that we're going to face up against the Rams again uh, in in that first round, uh, and and it's pre scouted, so obviously that's going to be an ad, uh, advantage uh, for both teams. Honestly. Um, and the Rams know how to shred us, uh, but the but we also know, hey, all right, we got our asses kicked the first time. We got to come back. I, that's the and again, don't look forward to that. That's what I'm. Con- that's what I'm concerned about. Don't look to that Rams or that Seattle game because it's probably going to be one of those two. Don't look to those games because the moment you do, you just shit the bed for the next two games. Let's not forget these are still professional football teams in the NFL that yeah. you are playing. The Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions, although losing records, they are still professional teams that have very good quarterbacks that are still playing. Uh, We'll see if Stafford is he done. I think he's done in Detroit. He's headed to Denver. Okay. Uh, All right. (laughs) I think a rib injury definitely for a quarterback. It's something (laughs) you can't, you can't really throw. It takes everything out of you. But I think the one thing for the bucks and you guys can, can comment on what you think. Mo. Dude, Uncle Mo, as in momentum. I think this team gains more confidence every single week. They'll be able to go out over these next couple of weeks and win and put a feather in their cap. And as long as they execute, I think the biggest thing for them to overcome is that if they build momentum these next couple of games, they can be a dangerous team, but they have to believe they're going to be dangerous. I like to think that, I like to think that you're correct, except I have not seen any steady. I haven't seen the ramp go like this. I have not seen it. I've seen exactly like I've been saying. It's going like this, buddy. It's going like this. It's up. It's down. We were reporting after week five how they were firing on all cylinders. You know, going into that New York Giants game, we were like, holy shit, man, this team's looking good, right? And finally, we thought, hey, we're week five, week six, right? Preseason is over. You're firing on all cylinders. Let's see how week six, week seven look good. And they they didn't look too bad, right? Eh. Right? Eh. Right, exactly. Eh. Um, Up and down, man. Up and down. That's the thing. And to your momentum statement, I would love to see that. That's what has to happen. I think this, the way that they clean things up in the second half against Minnesota, step one, step two, Atlanta, you should blow them out. You should yeah. come in with a very strong game plan. Yeah. You should get a nice blend of the pass and the rush, get Rojo going in first down, first, second down action, get him on the goal to go situations. Go with the, go with the slants, go with the seam passes, you know, go with the, the, you know, play the strengths, play the strengths that Brady knows, play the strengths. Don't try and be flashy. Like to me, and this, this is going to probably piss Bucks fans off is I, I, this offense isn't flashy. No, they're, they're kind of vanilla. I mean, they're not they're not really that exciting to watch when it comes to offense. Like, be vanilla, but be vanilla in a good way. Like, get things done. Don't try to be flashy. Don't try to go downfield all the time by, by throwing bombs, which Brady's having problems with. Like, just play, as in baseball, play, like, play small ball. Play small ball. Gain the five yeah. to ten inches. Like, keep, like, have the defense out on the field as long as possible so they get worn down. That way your offense is running on, on all cylinders. Well, that, that's what the Saints were doing with, with Drew yeah. before he got hurt. They 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 didn't go very far. I think I think Drew before he got hurt was averaging what like fifteen, maybe his longest throw was like fifteen to sixteen yards. Yeah, he was I mean, pissing he was pissing I, fantasy owners off a lot. It really <laughs> yeah. He hasn't started by the way. Drew Brees did not start once in my commissioner corner uh, starter him. He's not started at all this this year. Wow. Is, yeah, I did not put him in the starter. Which is a tragedy for somebody who's thrown five thousand yards the last five years. <laughs> it's awful, but I get it. But I get why. I get why. And that's. But that's what I'm saying. To Evan's point, I, I think it's very. Listen, the dimes are going to be there. We we saw it, Scotty. I mean, that was the best pass of Brady's season by far. I don't think he's thrown 
a better pass than what he threw to Scotty Miller. And credit to Scotty Miller, who also got a face mask that wasn't called uh, and still focused enough to make the catch. But I, I do still have to think say the first one to Scotty Miller was just more beautiful because it was in the corner. It was right yeah. in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but that's that what I mean. You don't have to. You don't have to do that all the time. It'll if that's you're true. running the offense the way that it's supposed to be run and the way that they run the ball and set up the pass, then those plays will be there and they won't be forced. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah we talked about that too. It seems like everything is forced with Brady, and yeah. I don't know if Leftwich is honestly calling a good game. Do and you I, think, I, not, do you think he'll make a change at, at the OC position after the season? Do you think Byron's out? Uh, man, that's, that's a, that is a loaded question. He really yep. likes, he really likes Byron. He really, yep, I know that's his boy. That's his yeah. boy. I, if anything, I think Brady needs to probably sit him down and just be like, Hey guys, give me the scheme and I'll run it. Like, just call the number, just call me the package and I will call the play. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he was used to <clears throat> before. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like all he needs to do is just be given that chance because, I mean, he's calling his audibles and all that stuff, but he is forcing it way too much, and he's missing those those quick slants and those quick right down the seam, yep. 10 yards down to Godwin, wide the frick open, couldn't even hit him, and then to his boy, uh, you know, Gronkowski just totally overthrew him. That was just – it blows me away a little bit. See, like see, 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 so Gronk- he plays later and throws this crazy great pass to Gronkowski to score. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I love seeing Gronk confused. When Gronk's confused, it makes him look smart, and other people like him. <laughs> like he's he's looking around like, did that just happen? And like Brady's just looking with a blank stare. I'm like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> like, I threw it. Yeah. Whatever, man. Jason, Chip, before to, we get before we get out, I was gonna say to your comment, Chip. I was gonna say if you yeah. can do, if you could step up from one to two to three to four, and honestly, that that last game of the season, which is still has to be won. Yep. Yeah. That is doubled from the first time you played Atlanta, I think they'll be ready for the playoffs. But if not – I think the not. leaders in the clubhouse of that franchise, and you bring, in, you bring in a guy like Tom Brady for experience, but the Mike Evans and the guys, Levante, David, some of those guys that have been there for a hot minute, you have to take charge in those areas and say, look, we have the tools. We haven't been there, but you know what? We're going to make a stand to get there. And I think some of that leadership – on both sides of the ball has been lacking. So if I think if you get a little bit of momentum, the coaching staff, BA, some of those guys have to take that initiative and say, look, I'll put this in your hands. We're going to execute. But you guys just put it on the field. We'll do the rest. So I just want to see – I want to see that. And if it takes the smallest thing like it's Minnesota, it was just a little we, – we got everything right. That first drive, the second half, poetry and mo- – I wanted to cry. I was watching the TV and I was like <laughs> – Finally, you know, it was just like Hercules. I knock over my mic, but it was fantastic. So yeah, I need to see that. that, Please, I sent out, I sent out a tweet that was like, "Tom Brady can't throw the open pass," and then he throws his dime to Miller, and I'm like, "Crap, I got to delete these tweets." Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It said uh, that that age old that age old tweet. Oh well, this hasn't aged well. Oh, (laughs) we tweeted over and over and everything. Right. Jason, before we still delete tweets. Before we, uh, Jason, before we get you on out of here, what's what's yeah, your prediction for the for the Bucks the next three games and then hopefully playoff wise? What is your? No, I really do. No, I I think it'll be three dubs. Um, okay. I I do. Uh, I think the Bucks will piece it together. I think the bye week uh, came at a good time. It came don't at a good. Swear, time. I swear to God, if you, I'm going to take you off the stream if you ever do that oh, again. Boy. Don't eat W's on this show ever again. I will reach. Sorry. I will reach into your your stream and I will smack you in the face from Florida to Alabama if you ever do that again. What did he do? I totally he, missed. He, it. he did the Jameis eating W thing. Oh, shut up! Oh. I will smack the Tuscaloosa off your face. Jameis. Oh, hey, man. if they win, you can't smack anything off. I know. You let that right. I feel so bad missing that one now. <laughs> I'm like totally looking at my screen over here and uh, totally miss that one. Anyway, back, back to what I was saying. Honestly, they need to hit this. I, I I think that the bye week came at a good time. And if you are going to lose two such teams, it better be the Rams and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't like the style that they lost, but yet those two losses are not as bad if you're looking at who you're playing overall. 
Um, but you head into these last four, and if you lose to any, or if you come close, you could be laughed out of the playoffs. And uh, these these wins are going to be absolutely critical. Um, yeah, I think they go three and zero with the last three, uh, two games against the same, and and it's it, it, you know Atlanta Falcons are, are four and iron right now. They're they're probably going to go the rest of the season without a win. So we'll see. Uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks end the season as far as the momentum and the progression as they, but again, look week to week, right? It's still week one every week. And they're, they're, uh, you've got to focus on what the, the task ahead, the task yeah. ahead. And that's really the important part here. Last question. We had a debate on what's the best Christmas movie. What's yours? <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'm betting that I'm, breaking a tiebreaker here or something well we all had different ones so okay we all had different choices, so. we all had different choices. I'm, I'm gonna flat out say this is my favorite all time now i have a tradition that every christmas day i watch christmas story uh, see however, uh, look however, at him go Jason i will knows. watch hold on i will watch a christmas vacation year freaking round christmas vacation buddy that's the number one for me Okay. Joy to the world. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> Is Rusty still in the Navy? <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Man. Oh, we, we call him Snots. We call him Snots. <laughs> you can't see a truck trying to do a hydroglycerin plant. <laughs> I don't know. I tried. Uh, uh, well, thanks, Jason, for coming on. You can uh, catch Jason as the the host of the Fantasy Football Show and also the co-host of the North and South Podcast, post on Bucks Nation Podcast channel. Jason, thanks for coming on, man. Always Jason, thanks, big dog. We'll have you on again, I, hopefully uh, into the playoff mode for, for the Buccaneers, man. I, uh, Jason, I got an article for you, by the way. Uh, what to do when you're 7-7, seven and seven, but you're the sixth seed in the playoffs. There you go. Right. There we go. <laughs> Run with it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks, Jason. What a guy. Solid. Solid guy. I can't believe yeah. you ate a W on this this show. We haven't talked to you in how long had you on a stream, and you eat a W on this show? Hey. Hey, he <laughs> said three dubs. That's the first thing I think. <laughs> every time – you don't understand. Every time I see – Jameis Winston is a gift now. He's a gift <laughs> of that. Like, every time I see that, I want to reach – through my computer screen and punch Jameis Winston. See, we haven't talked in a while, but when he did that after the Saints game, I literally, you know, that little gif of the guy in the uh, uh, the, the anger emotion, and he like burst oh, into from, from inside flame. out, from inside, from inside out. out. Yeah, That's me every time I, I see that clip. No, I, I am Robert Downey Jr.'s gif where he's just like. Like that. <laughs> That's me. Every time I see that, when I see Jameis Winston's no. gift of him eating W's, all the time. I won't even get into that. So, because I have another point of view on that, but I'm not even going to go. I'm not. We're going to open that box. We hey, got time. Uh, we're not, hey, we got well, time. There's no time. I was going to say, you know, I want to send this out to all the Bucks fans that listen. Uh, I may or may not have told you so, because Jameis is riding the bench and he's not going to win a playoff game as a starter. <laughs> so shut your mouth. You, you know what you're talking about. Do you want to tweet that out to your boy, Jameis, one of one? I, dude, that guy. Oh, my God. He, he makes me almost as angry as that clip from Jameis. That's your boy. Yeah. And well, JP just constantly puts him on a show. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Just anyway, <laughs> on. Go ahead, Jeff. I think the I think the next couple of games, like we all talked about, I think we have a universal view you know, momentum, execution. I think we saw a little bit of what we can take, you know, from the Minnesota game and, uh, you know, even being born and raised in Atlanta. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay is a far superior team. They really just have to execute. And if you leave the door open for a divisional opponent and you leave it open too long, you're going to put yourself in territory where you can lose. So go out, handle your business, win the games you're supposed to win, and you should be all right. I, I just hope that the comment Arians made about we can do anything we want doesn't bite them in the ass. Because like when comments like that come out and it's late in the season and you oh, haven't been consistent, more material. Yeah, it's like when you haven't been consistent and you're making comments like that, I just hope it doesn't bite them in the ass. I really don't because it just seems like, okay, you're making comments like that 
you better now show out the, the rest of the way. You better go all the way to the Super Bowl if you're gonna make comments yeah. like that. I just I just yeah. don't don't bite off more than you can chew when you haven't even ordered the the main course yet. You know well, I, mean? I think that, that's that's the difference for me is that they if you're winning games consistently and you're playing well, then you have room to talk. But with the way that the Bucks have played in this roller coaster, you don't have room to brag about anything. Right. You know, you just need to you need to focus on what you need to do, get your job done, and get out of there. That that's it. And I mean, when the playoffs come, if if they come, let it go the way it's going to go. I mean, it's it's all it's all it's all new in the playoff. I mean, you you got a chance. Uh, if you cannot listen, if the if the Bucks can win these last three games and they can do so in convincing fashion, Chip's right. That's that's momentum leading into a playoff that is every it, it, it's all hands on deck and you can win any yeah. game you want. Then I mean, it, look, look at what happened. Look at what happened to to the Saints. They they played an Eagles team that had no business winning, and and the Eagles made them look foolish. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like it can't be done. Oh, I'm glad they made him look fluid. Uh, me too. They went hurt. Hey, because Miles Miles Sanders uh, propelled me into the playoffs, so I'm I'm good about that. So, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Well, I think teams can be just as good as they think they are, and I think that your mindset. If you've been a team that's been up and down all year, but you come in knowing that you can win, you can handle it. Like the Eagles, they've been awful all year. They took the energy they got from a new quarterback. And they were able to turn it into a win against one of the top teams in NFL, you know, in, in the NFL right now. So teams can go as far as they think they can go. And that's why I think momentum for the Bucks is paramount. It's huge. These next three games. Well, yeah. they also have to do what they're they're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. You can think you're gonna win, but if you don't play and be consistent and you're calling these ridiculous plays like Byron Le- I completely disagree with Jason, by the way, on that. I, I, I'm telling you, if they don't make it to the playoff or if they lose embarrassingly in the first round, he's gone. I, I don't I don't keep him around. Yeah. I, I wouldn't either. I, I say yeah. you you try and and, and <laughs> this is gonna this is a huge wild card. You you try and pry away Josh McDaniel and and bring him down to Tampa Bay. Oh god. It ain't gonna happen, but it would I, make, it's not gonna happen, but you know it makes well, sense. it'd make the most sense though. Yeah, it would. Well, that's what I mean. Like yeah, and Brady working together on on a system they're familiar with. I mean, I mean, Brady's Brady's gotten what he's want so far. I mean, Gronk's here, Antonio Brown's here. He's gotten all the things that he's wanted. So I mean, you never know what can happen. The only well, difference. Give me more Scotty Moore. Give me less Antonio Brown. Yeah, Arians is going to have to give up control though. That see, that's the thing. That's the difference. I feel like Byron has control to a certain degree, but then Bruce Arians may, just may not be taking as much control as as he should. Uh, but I think whoever comes in, if Byron goes and they, let's say they were to get a McDaniel, they're going to have to let Tom, Jason made a good point. They're going to have to let Tom run this offense. I mean, I mean, there's just no getting yeah. around it. Well, you he should run if, offense and they'll, and they'll do well. If he hasn't done that already, that should have been happening day one. As soon as you bring in Tom Brady, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're basically calling the shots. If, if Byron left, which is our OC, well, Tom Brady, you need to be calling out the plays and everything. That should have been happening day one. Well, I'll give him a pass simply for – I'll give him a pass simply because of COVID and, and, and all of that. Because okay. I feel like they came in with with a certain game plan that they wanted to do. Um, I, I, this year, I will begrudgingly give them a little bit of a break in that regard. But next season, when things are hopefully back to normal, which I believe they will, it's all hands on deck. I mean, if this team doesn't win the Super Bowl next year, it's a failure. It's absolutely 100% a failure. If they don't win the Super Bowl next year, it's it's a failed experiment, and you move on and try to coax Aaron Rodgers to come down here and and, and get the job done. Or or Gardner Minshew. You bring Minshew in. No, no, no. I don't want Holy biscuits. You just just want Rodgers to Minshew. I'm just messing. Holy biscuits. I would never want Minshew down here at all, even if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. I'm just messing. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we get on out of here for Play the Bay? Dude, excited to see football on Saturday. Know that. We got football on Saturday this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I I know Kristen's not really on this show, and I don't know if she's watching or going to watch this back, but – I'm going to give credit to Cleveland. 
I, I know it's not a Cleveland show, but that was a hell of a game last night. Great game. Great I game, yeah. loved that game last night. That was great. That See, that's the kind of thing you can do with a team like Cleveland and, and, and Baltimore that I wish the Bucs could do. That like yeah. to play to that level, they both know what their strengths and weaknesses are, and they utilize that stuff. Even Cleveland, who's just had a crazy good year, and Baker Mayfield, credit to him. But um, I want to see the Bucks get these final three games done. Do what you're supposed to do. Go into the playoffs eleven and five, and and we'll see what happens. Amen. I say, if there's any time to catch fire, it's now. Now is the time. Yeah. Now is the I time agree. to catch fire. Get hot. And yep. let's let's take care of business, close it out, 3-0, 4-0, and then head into the playoffs and let's let's get business done. So for yep. myself, Chip, James, and Kaylee, who uh had to drop off because of Wi-Fi issues, and then of course our special guest, uh Jason Curtis from Bucks Nation. Uh it's been Play the Bay. Thanks for uh, listening in to another episode. You can follow us on Facebook at Play the Bay 2020 and also Twitter at Play the Bay TV. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on iTunes, smash that subscribe button and listen to our past episodes on Spotify as well. And go to ge- geology and Punch in that uh, promo code for 3% off as caffeine is the promo code for your 3% off for your first order. We will see you guys on Thursday for our next episode. Let's play the Bay. We are out of here. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.